bummed out in the Bronx. The Astros just missed getting a victory. The Rangers won today, so they needed to keep pace. Just wasn't happening. One freight with runners in scoring position. A rough start by Javier to kind of set the tone. And we're going to talk about this game and what they need to do the next three games to walk away with the series win and hopefully inch closer and maybe take the lead from the Texas Rangers on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game has turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H Town Wheelhouse Chancy. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team, every day, even if they lose in the Bronx, that's okay. It's just one game. They can go back and get them tomorrow. Brett, where can they find you at? Thank you for me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. This episode of Locked on Astros is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for p- parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in a game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. Customers, eligible item supply, exclusion supply. And guys, thank you for making Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen every day. Uh, it's amazing how many of y'all have tuned in and uh, like uh, listened to us over the past three or four days. We have done yeah. a lot of shows and we hope that you stick around. We hope that you become an everyday and subscribe to us on YouTube and go ahead and turn on your notifications and uh, go and give give us a big thumbs up. Why don't you go and do that right now while you're watching this and go and make us a, your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check it out. And uh, today's game was not that great. Uh, I know we just went coming off sweeping the Guardians, but uh, Christian Javier... Had some highs, some lows, striking out. Um, Aaron Judge was a high. I think he did, or somebody struck out Judge. That was a great moment of the game. He had um, Martin Maldonado, three for three. It seemed like he was getting hits to the exact same spot. Like, if he's yeah. hitting over there, why don't you go and play over there? But uh, Pena, I know uh, that you kind of were in, uh, interested in why he's batting second. So I put that there. And Verlander will start when? And then what's next for the Houston Astros? So that's some of the topics we'll be discussing on this Locked on Astros. Yeah, look, um, the Astros are one for eight with runners in scoring position. That is simply not going to get it done. And two of those eight at-bats were with Jeremy Pena and runners in scoring position both times. That is not very invigorating. That's not very exciting. And, And no offense to Jeremy Pena, but the announcer is talking about, well, he was a World Series MVP. He was an ALCS MVP. That doesn't mean anything now. Past awards, past accolades. I mean, look, Max Scherzer went out and laid a freaking egg in Arlington, didn't even dominate, but his team still found a way to win. These guys have got to back each other up. And I think someone mentioned it here. We did win those three games against Cleveland, but it wasn't with a ton of offense. We did it with solid pitching. 
And you and early on, Eric, it looked like it was going to be a shellacking. I mean, it looked like they were going to get six, seven, eight runs before you looked. And he only gave up three runs in that first inning. I do not think that is Martin Maldonado's um, cousin or friend. He just happened to have the same name. No, trust me, if you want this team to be out of playoff contention, you would start us in the field. Someone literally put a comment up here saying we should start Brett and Eric. I appreciate the sentiment. But look, Maldonado was three for three. And you know how his team rewarded him? By not getting him in. And you can't do that in games like this. Um, five innings pitched by Clark Schmidt, four hits, two earned runs, four strikeouts. Should have They should have done more damage. The Astros had nine hits, Eric. They had nine hits and three runs. The Yankees had five hits and four runs. That's production. Two of those hits were home runs. That's production. Left on base, they had seven left on base. Again, they were one for eight. Your recap is the offense, the offensive struggles continue. This is typically a place where the Astros offense takes off. I really like that Chas McCormick got on late in the game, but I would have preferred an opposite field home run. And I can tell you this, the last pitch of the game was a masterful plan by the Yankees pitching coach, when he went out there, talked to his pitcher on the mound, and he said, keep the ball up, make sure Altuve can't get on top of it, and he threw the sinker high and inside. If that ball is over the middle of the plate, a little bit lower, Altuve demolishes that pitch every time. But the sinker was so high in the zone, he was not able to get on top of it, was not able to put a solid enough swing. And look, he's the guy you want up there. You want Altuve up there. He's crushed this team before. He owns the Yankees, and that's what's going to happen. This is baseball, and it has a has the ability to humble you very, very quickly. I just think all around, not a good game, not a great game. More than likely, I just think you just you just hang this up. You know what? You got to put it behind you, and you you live to fight another day. Yeah. And there's some good things in this game, like Martin Malinado. Um, he was three for three. Then you had a whole bunch of, you had Kyle Tucker with his blast. Um, Altuve did get a hit. He had stolen base as well. Uh, you had uh, McCormick with a hit, Abreu with a hit, Alvarez with a hit. Uh, then you had Dubon with a hit to kind of um, set up the drama, like you said, at, in the ninth inning. But um, Graveman's walk, I know uh, that was kind of one that kind of led to the run. And unfortunately, walks are a killer. Actually, Graveman looked like he was under control. He came in and kind of got Christian Javier out of a jam in the fifth inning because uh, Javier only pitched four and two-thirds innings. He allowed uh, three earned runs on three walks, four strikeouts, two home runs, back-to-back -back home runs earlier in the game. He only allowed four hits. So it's not like he was, um, they were dominating him. It just, his command no, they, was not there. Uh, the, the walks to strikeouts. I mean, he threw 102 pitches. He threw 60 strikeouts, 42 of them were balls, but that, that actually improved. You from mean 60 strikes? Yeah. 60. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said 60, 60 strikes. Strikeouts. I know, you know what, what you mean. mean. No, I, and so look, Eric, <laughs> yeah. no, look, here's the deal with those 10 hits. Those are great. But if those 10 hits don't produce at least six to eight runs, 10 hits don't mean anything to me. Um, Kendall Graveman, like I saw someone trying to put this on Kendall Graveman. Now, this isn't Kendall Graveman's fault. Kendall Graveman gave up one run. And, and Graveman, Montero, and Maton. Mon Montero, if you want to talk about something good, Montero came in. Yeah, he had two walks, but he got out of the inning. 
he didn't give up a run. He didn't give up a home run. I was like, oh, man, Dusty's throwing in the white flag. He's throwing in the towel. He's putting in Montero. Montero did a good job. Maton did a good job. You need your relief pitchers performing. But your offense absolutely has to come out of this with, with more than just a home run from Kyle Tucker. You know, Martin Malnado did get an RBI. Myers, Myers got one. Tucker got one. But I just – Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena in the two-hole. I get it. I And we talked about it. We were kind of pushing for it. Now, when I look at hitters one through five, I'm going to give you OPS of the top five hitters, and I want you to tell me which one is Jeremy Pena, and I'm and I'm going to go out of order. 1,003, 890, 768, 862, 663. Which one of those OPSs is Jeremy Pena? I mean, it's very obvious uh, which one Jeremy Pena is. It's the last one. It's a 663. He's hitting, yeah. and then you've got, Chaz McCormick, 916. Diaz on the bench with 802. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just like, I don't know. I, I, I think that I, I'm not saying the batting order lost the game because you still have to get hits no matter where you are. Right. But you can't be two of the eight opportunities where it was you were one for eight or actually two of the seven where you didn't get, you didn't produce a run. Pena's got to find it. He's got to find that level that he found last year. He's got to snap out of it. He's got to make the adjustment. He's too susceptible to the low curveball. If I'm up there pitching, I'm not throwing him a single fastball. I'm throwing him everything low and in the dirt, hoping he swings out of his shoes to get it. It's just he's too easy to pitch to right now. Yeah, um, this was um, since Pena was put in a two-hole on 725. His WRC plus has been plus 127, which is above a, a major league uh, average major league player. So, yes, I understand where, where you're looking at, but him hitting in between those guys is actually leading to him to having better performance, and we can continue this conversation in a second, but it just <laughs> – I think the my question mark is Alvarez batting fifth. That's yes. kind of a weird little situation you have yourself in there, but it is kind of how it is. So um, you got to have the right parts um, for the bullpen for the, your lineup, and that's what the Astros are starting to get after a trade deadline. And this episode exactly. is brought to you by eBay Motors. Yeah, for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits just right. The first time around, you add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotor.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Make sure that you watch the Astros play the Yankees. You listen to the Astros play the Yankees Friday night, 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with the Sirius X with the Sirius XM on the SXM app search Astros. 
Yeah, looking at that double play that uh, Pena hit into, that was a killer at that situation, and it was okay. I, I have a question had, about that. I yeah. have a question about that. Is it just me, or did he look like he wasn't full on sprinting? I know, I know, I'm being nitpicky here, but did it look like he slowed up before the ball? Like, I feel like he could have beat that throw out. I know, I saw that comment in the chat. Um, I think I was a little bit more frustrated over what happened in that situation. I was, <laughs> I was just like, ah, and just well, I, I can tell you, he back. let up. I can tell yeah. you, he let up. I mean, you know, I remember watching Usain Bolt in some of his races where he wasn't. It was just a heat race. He wasn't racing the final race and he would pull up like he could have broken his record like three or four times in the prelims and in like one of the Olympics. He he looked like, ah, eh, I'm just going to pull up. I don't know. Again, being nitpicky. It just, I'm glad that someone said it because I felt like maybe I was just being a little too choice with my criticism. Yeah. So I know Friday's game or the next game. I don't, I don't even know what day of the week it is. I think it's uh, Friday tomorrow. So um, <laughs> it tomorrow's is. You're game right. is um, going to be on Apple TV and going back oh. to school sucks. Uh, but um, tomorrow's game is going to be on Apple TV. And if y'all go to MLB.com and if you just maybe refresh your, your cash or uh, clear everything, you might get something that says um, get a two month uh, free apple tv subscription uh, oh wow so some of y'all could do that so you might even see it on your app so um try to do that before you actually have to pay for it i mean there are some good shows on there i actually started watching hijack and hijack's a pretty good show so i'm gonna go ahead and uh, subscribe again just to get caught up well, that show. but um, there's there's a little thing called a vpn too that you know you could use so yeah so but um i know that if you're looking at today's game there's a lot of things that you could say go wrong. It was the um, the seven runners that were left on base. It was the one for eight and runners in scoring position. It was just um, the defense wasn't terrible, but it wasn't – there was nothing that just wowed us. But Christian Javier, once again, he just – he didn't look like he was extremely hittable, but he was just not himself. Uh, the, the three walks, the Astros had six walks overall. Graveman had that one that led to the run, then Montero had the two uh, that we've already kind of talked about that. But um, it just the little things when you play a team like the Yankees are going to catch up against us. And I, I was hoping uh, that the Astros would do something against Michael Keane because Michael Keane was the guy that earlier in the year uh, kind of bad mouthed the Astros and saying that. Uh, we're not worried about the Astros. Mm. They're not our kryptonite and everything. So, um, but uh, I think that uh, the this was a team that needed a win. But the Astros, I think, will do better tomorrow. Hunter Brown's going to be on the mound. So, uh, before we move on to that, um, Pena, are you still anti him batting second? Wh- who? What do you want to me? Line up. Yeah. What does Brett Chancey want to do with the lineup? I want Alex Bregman in the two hole. Okay. I want Alex Bregman in the two hole. I want Kyle Tucker hitting third. I want Jordan Alvarez hitting They're not fourth. Gonna do that. They're not going to do two lefties back to back. Okay. Well, they did it earlier in the season. Yes, they did. They I were know, doing it. Dusty's not. Hey, do okay. Oh, Eric, you asked me what I wanted, and okay. then you tell me they're not going to do that. So, what do I want to do? <laughs> I want Kyle Tucker and, and Jordan Alvarez hitting back to back. I want Bregman back in the two hole. I want Kyle Tucker in the three hole. I want Alvarez in the four hole. I want Chas McCormick in the five hole. I want Abreu in the six hole. I want Pena no higher than eighth. P- 
period in the story. I'm sorry, Pena. Earn your spot. Get back up. Get out there and earn your spot. I want Diaz. I want Diaz at DH batting behind the Brady. I mean, or heck, put Diaz ninth to where he's batting in front of Altuve, but let him bat more than one bat. You know, <laughs> someone goes, Brett, calm down. No, look. I don't know that there's a magical formula or a magical lineup, but when when these guys hit back to back to back, it seems like it works pretty well. So but you asked me what I wanted. That's what I want. Well, here's the answer. Um, I think that if you if you look at Pena, I think for him to start succeeding, him batting second would be to uh, keep him there. But if you want to put, put the best hitter as of right now, the one that's been the hottest, that's got to be Chaz McCormick. Put Chaz McCormick up there. Um, and he makes good In contact. The yeah. Okay. I mean, he makes good contact. He's got a 916 OPS. He's got a good batting average. Why not move? Why is he hitting so far down in the lineup? That well, would that's be why my I, opinion. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's why I'm when I when I started talking about the OPS. Look, at the end of the day, again, it's not necessarily as a player, it's not where you hit, it's what you do with where you hit. But in the pros, there's more of a counter to that argument, okay? Because the pitchers have plans and the pitchers are professionals. And so if there is more protection, logic would say, yes, protect him so he sees more fastballs. I don't know if you know, he's not getting a lot of fastballs. He's hitting in the two-hole. They sure are throwing him a ton of breaking pitches. So the fastballs aren't exactly populating by theory or by by action. And it's okay, everybody. I'm fine. <laughs> no, I stepped off the camera because my son was uh, playing his VR, and he was starting oh. to be real loud, and I I made him go to the front room or he oh. was going to be grounded. So we couldn't, no, um, we couldn't hear it, but Stokey, uh, I know you couldn't, but good, I could. Stokey uh, brings up good point. You know how, when somebody has a good day, they normally sit them. So um, now that um, Martin Maldonado had a three for three day, that means they're going to sit him tomorrow. And so all Astros right. fans are like, yeah. Well, also Hunter Brown, the last time Hunter Brown pitched, it's, I know it's going to be DS. I was trying to be funny there. Right. I know you are. Hey, jerk. So look, here's the deal, man. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not upset. Like, look, I'm just trying to make my point. I'm just trying to emphasize things that to me look obvious from the outside looking in. I'm not dusty. I'm not the team that has all the breakdowns and all the numbers. And I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I know better than a major league baseball team. Now, some people out there in social media do that. They love acting like they know more or they know better than the pros. That's never me. But when I see something that I feel like doesn't, doesn't fix it, you know how Dusty talks about having a hunch, having a feeling. I had a feeling I had a hunch. I, I just, I think like when I saw Jeff Bagwell talking to Pena during spring training and he's like, Hey, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. And he's behind him, kind of coaching him, And he was making better contact. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe Bagwell <laughs> needs to be in the dugout reminding Pena, Hey, when you get up there, keep your hands up. Cause he, he's been dropping his hands a lot. He's been dropping his hands. a lot. I just, they're just Pena to me looks flustered at the plate. He doesn't look comfortable. And you talked about Javier, Javier looks tired he looks out of shape. He looks physically worn out. He does like he looks like he's labored for 20 innings every time he goes out to pitch. And I don't know if it's the pressure of the contract that he signed. 
I don't know if he's just off mentally, but we can we get Framber's sports psychologist over to Javier's room tonight in the hotel so they can talk him down. Just I just I feel like something's going on with Javi between the ears, and that's why he's not as effective as he's been in the past. Yeah. And I'll agree with Greg Myers here that um, he's not upset with today's game one bit. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Yeah, the Yankees outplayed the Astros today. They crushed. um, I think uh, the one that Stanton hit was a inside um, kind of middle of the plate inside uh, pitch. Oh, it was it was it was a meatball. Right inside. the The other home run was inside was was middle middle on the other side of the plate. I mean, he was serving it up and um oh my gosh, the gushing over Aaron Judge is so nauseating. <laughs> just having Aaron Judge on your team, just you're just better. And I'm like, oh my God, like the Aaron Judge. Oh geez, that guy. Like you would think this guy walked on water or something there in New York. But man, when they put that lineup up, look, at least we're not the Yankees. Let's just yeah. let's just say that they are battered, they are beat up, they are injured. Let's not forget we've got Justin Verlander back. Yeah, and um, we're going to talk about that in a second. And I do want to address Greg Myers. He did um, say, well, maybe we should put go ahead and put uh, Alvarez batting third. Uh, let's go and hmm. talk about that again in a second. But uh, this episode is brought to you by Hooters. And um, Hooters makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, it does. So when you're stressed out from a game and you do not want to worry about who's hitting where, Go to Hooters. Watch the Astros game from there. Eric and I love to go there. They've got some great deals. And no matter where you are, Sugarland, Katie, Humble, Stafford, Galveston, Baytown, anywhere in between, even Pearland or Pasadena, go check out Hooters. And let me tell you, the NASA store has a ditch day bus trip on the 24th of August this month versus the Red Sox. If they still have tickets, you'll have to go by and ask Rosie. And then coming up on the 5th here in a couple days, Ain't nothing but a chicken wing tailgate in their parking lot. They have events. It'll be a blast. Register your cook team. And just know that every day, anytime, they have $3 Blue Moon drafts or $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. So if you're there tomorrow on Friday, every Friday is $19.83 crab legs. And the kids eat free this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So check out Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. The Astros play the Yankees Friday at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. But, you know, Eric, something I've learned real quick, and I just want to say this. You know, this is this is my fourth season. I believe this is your fifth season, and you even you even talked Astros before Locked On came along and, um, and brought you on board. But something I've learned over hyper fo- – like we literally focus on every game, and sometimes – it can get tough, and the way I've learned to cope with it is I may have some emotion about a game. I, be, I may be frustrated, but at the end of the day, you know who's not upset, who's not frustrated? or I guess they're upset. They hate losing. The team doesn't go to the hotel and stew, and like we as fans sit around and complain around the fire and get upset, and we talk crap, and we say how this player, you know, anytime a player does bad, DFAM, send them to the minors, you know. But the players, what do they do? They show up the next day and they do their job. And so I have trust in this team and I still believe in this team. I am in no shape think that this team is out of it. I've never once doubted their playoff run and I've never doubted that they're going to be the favorites to go to the World Series for the American League. So I just want to say that I I make points with emotion to make points, not because I'm like 
teetering on insanity. So thank you all for looking out for me there, though. Um, I'm good. Yeah, uh, tomorrow's game is on Apple TV Plus, so you do need to have subscription, a subscription, or uh, some. There are some ways to work around it, so just uh, try to work on that. But uh, yes, uh, the Astros have Hunter Brown on the mound, so it's likely going to be Yiner Diaz behind the plate anyway. Um, so uh, I think it's I forgot who is going to be on the mound for the Yankee. Oh, it's going to be Jordan Montgomery. It's going to be uh, okay. pitching his first game for no, 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 no that. I'm thinking the Rangers, the Rangers, Montgomery's pitching for the Rangers tomorrow, but um, I forgot who's pitching for Yankees. Okay. I got it right here. Severino is pitching against Brown tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's Luis Severino. He's two and five with a 7.45 ERA. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything because a lot of times Astros make high ERA guys. Look, Hey, with Severino going on, on Friday and then Saturday, you have Cortez going against Verlander. Um, and then on Sunday, have they announced the pitcher for Sunday, Jose? Uh, no, but it depends on well, uh, the bullpen. Um, well, it show it shows Jose Arquiti and okay. Rodon for Sunday. So I like our chances. I like our chances. Rodon is one and four since he's coming back. Six twenty nine ERA, right. not pitching very well at all. Cortez is a mess. I call him Mester Cortez instead of Nestor Cortez because he is he is not the nasty Nestor when he first came up. He's more like Mester, he he is that dude is you don't know what he's going to do. I like the Astros' chances. I really think they can easily take the next three in these games. I think you score four, maybe five runs, and I think that gets it done. And I I believe our pitching staff can hold it down. So Justin Verlander did join the Houston Astros today. There's a whole bunch of hugs, a lot of uh, oh, reunions, yeah. and everybody literally loves Justin Verlander. And he did say that the. Um, Houston was the number one choice for him and that um, that the uh, the Mets never came up to him and said, hey, uh, we're going to need you to waive uh, your no trade clause to go to this team or this team. It was always the Astros and they never approached him with another one. So um, basically, um, he's he said about the AL West race, I think it's pretty clear we're going to have to fight for it. And uh, he did say before the game that he thinks he's going to start on Saturday. And uh, Dusty Baker confirmed it later. And like you said, Urquidy is probably going to pitch on Sunday if the bullpen session goes fine, which I think it did. So uh, basically, uh, the Astros have um, a lot to do. And um, apparently, I think Ken Rosenthal said that the Red Sox were one of the teams that went after Verlander. So they were a weird fit. Yeah, but... Justin Verlander, I don't think ever entertained any of those other teams. Um, even when I heard the Rangers were also going after Verlander as well as Scherzer. But what turned the tide for the Astros was the Rangers getting Scherzer. My question to Dana Brown would be, if if I had him here in this room with us, if the Rangers had not traded for Max Scherzer, would you have entertained the idea of bringing Verlander back? Because the way he has worded, and he's told the story three or four times, it was like once they traded Scherzer, I knew I went running to Jim Crane's office. I knew the door was open because I saw how they were getting it done. It's like we can do this, mm-hmm. and we get them at a discount. They basically they basically paid us sixty million dollars for two unproven prospects. And you can say what you want about Clifford and Gilbert; they still haven't done anything. And now the Astros have the highest percent in the last ten years 
of prospects that have become major league players. 23%, Eric. No other team's done that. So look at the prospects we send to other teams. All the guys that were in that Verlander trade, they're all gone. They're DFA. Franklin Perez was just um, released. Yeah, yeah he was Tigers. done. And then, you know, Rojas is the only one remaining really in the majors out of these that Grinky trade. Um, Colin Moran was the only decent guy that the Pirates got when we got, uh, was that for, was that for Musgrove or for Cole? Um, but my point is we develop our guys, other teams, the Mets don't. So they paid $60 million for guys that they may not actually develop. And I'm not saying I wish anything bad for those two guys. I mean, I, I hope they go on and have great careers, but I like what we did. I like the money that we're not paying him. And I think it's going to bode well for us in the end. Even if he doesn't pitch a ton his very last year, we got him for the next two and a half years for $29 million. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So there's got to going back to the whole who should bat third um, talk. I, I don't know if there, I'm sure Dusty Baker would say, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sure there's some analytics. Of course he would. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just feel like, um, like I think Greg brought up earlier, I think teams fear Alvarez a little bit more than they do Tucker. He's more of an imposing um, presence. And I think that maybe they're pitching, um, they're kind of pitching Pena a little bit differently. So maybe if you have Alvarez hitting third versus Tucker, and uh, trust me, I would actually like to have the two lefties back to back, Alvarez, then Tucker. Uh, try to have your best hitters hitting in the first four with that. If that's the case, then go ahead and have um, you need to in first five, go ahead and move Chad's McCormick up. Let's try to capitalize on if, yeah. if you're going to have the top of the order, get on, don't have somebody that's he's not automatic out, but somebody that struggles. So I think move Chad's McCormick up. I know you want to extend the lineup a little bit, but it's just something that um, I, I wish that uh, Dusty Baker will do. I don't think he will. But with all these guys in the lineup, Jordan Alvarez, uh, sorry, 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 Myers, Jordan Alvarez should be in left field. Diaz should be DH. I know he doesn't hit as well when he's DHing. Um, or, you know what, DH Abreu and put Diaz at first. What is wrong with that? Diaz played a lot of first base in AAA, and they haven't really given him a chance to do that. If you need, and I know they're like, well, you know, what if you're, what if you need to pinch hit for Maldonado late? Well. You kind of made that choice. You got two catchers, but if the guy hits better when he's in a position, okay, well then put him in his catcher. Tomorrow he'll be in there as catcher. Yeah. Um, and so we're not here debating, you know, Maldonado over Diaz, who's better. But Maldonado did throw a runner out after dropping a ball. That was nice to see. So let's just come back and get these what's, next what's three. What's Greg Kessinger doing for the Astros? Just bring up Cesar Salazar and just have the third catcher. What's Greg Kessinger you doing? You could. For no, right. You, you could. Or, or heck, um, promote C.J. Stubbs if, if he starts doing well enough. I don't know if he would be ready, but they have that option as well. So. I think that September will be John Singleton season, uh, maybe. So we'll see. But if you bring him up, he's got to stay or he's gone. He's got no options once right. he comes up. I, I don't see I don't see Singleton. I don't see Dearden. This is what I see. This team's going to batten down the hatches. They know what's up. The eye on the prize is October and November, and that's where we're going for. Just like myself and Eric Heisman and you guys that are champions, thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. Thank you all for helping calm me down. I appreciate it. He's Eric the Man Heisman. 
and we are your daily only daily Astros podcast subscribe to our youtube channel make us your first listen every single day tell them eric go astros and i can't wait to see what the justin verlander pitch on saturday for the houston astros once again go astros go astros